Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. All right, today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love fitness. Oh, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So any else, anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. All right, magic makers. I hope you're having a great day. So today I'm going to take us on a little bit of a detour. You know, typically I'm talking to you about, you know, ways that we can improve our lives and how do we lose, you know, weight, fat in the most effective way over 40. And so today I'm going to tell you something that you might not want to hear. It might take a few moments for your rain to get all wrapped around it, but you can't always be on a diet. Yes, I just said it out loud. And I totally get it. You know, if you go back through the over 200 episodes that I've done here, I talk a lot about how to be on one, you know, how much protein you should have, carbs, all of that magical stuff. Um, But today I'm going to tell you that maybe it's always being on a diet is what's keeping you from being on your goal. Um, Always being on a diet, that's what's keeping you from hitting your goal. And many of you are like, you might freak out. And then I'd be like, girl, I am like, I have so far away from my goal. I don't even know how I'm going to get there. And maybe you're so far away from your goal because you've been working so hard on it. So let me tell you what I see. I've been doing this 15 plus years and I see you overeat, feel bad about it, and then you restrict. And then that restriction could be like, you know, I'm going to start over again on Monday, or it could turn into this, you know, very technical term here, fuck it spiral, where you're just like, you know, um, let's say holidays, right? Oh, I went crazy. I had my kids Halloween candy. And then you're like, I'm going to get back on the wagon. Then, well, you know, Thanksgiving is in a couple of weeks and ah, it's the holidays and ah, January, right? So it's like a 90 day cycle of I will wait, I will wait, I will wait. Where here is where this during this podcast, where I'm going to, you know, talk to you that it's crucial for us to understand what the word maintenance feels like. And I remember when I first started newly minted coach, I wasn't comfortable with that word 
maintenance. Cause I just, I personally was still struggling with my food stuff and I couldn't, I couldn't see where maintenance was. I just always assumed I had to be holding on so freaking hard to the food, always following rules, you know, just being so freaking obsessive about every little detail. And I remember again, newly minted coach, baby coach came here. I had, um, was working with a client and she said, ah, I can't wait till this diet is over. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, when the diet is over, I, I you know, I, I, I'll, I'll lose all the weight and then I'll be fine. I'll be set for life. And I'm like, nah, will you? You know, this isn't like winning the lottery. Actually, it's a lot like winning the lottery. One of my clients, she was a um, financial advisor for people who won the lottery or who came into large sums of money and just didn't know what to do with it. And I feel the same way when it comes to dieting. Hey, magic makers, are you ready to lose that belly fat and finally reclaim your health? Well, I have something that you might like. I call it the Belly Fat Code. It is my game-changing program designed for women like you who are done with dieting and ready to live a life without worrying about the good food, bad food list. Imagine a life where you feel absolutely in control of your body and your food choices without the constant pressure to diet. You are no longer on that struggle bus. You're saying hello to a less frustrated, happier, healthier life minus the belly fat. So if you are nodding along right now, I got you. The belly fat code is for you if you are done chasing a diet. If you are ready to change your health and banish that belly fat for good, the belly fat code is tailor-made for women just like you who are ready to transform their lives and wave, wave goodbye to that stubborn belly fat once and for all. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you deserve to live your life to the fullest without diet restrictions and overtraining holding you back. It's time to stop being a Debbie dieter and finally start to get your confidence back so you're no longer second guessing every little thing you put in your mouth. Or if you're someone who knows what to do, but your body hasn't changed in years, I found your solution. Don't wait any longer, ladies. Hop on this opportunity to hop on the belly fat code Waitlist, it's coming later this year. You will say hello to a new life where you feel in charge and belly fat is a distant memory. So what are you waiting for? Let's do this together. The waitlist link is up in the show notes. Do me a favor, click on it, and you will be the first person to know when I start to open the doors for the belly fat code. Have a fabulous day. You know, some people lose the weight and they're like, great, they hit their goal weight, but how they got to their goal weight wasn't sustainable. So all of a sudden, you know, they lose the 10, 15, 20 pounds, whatever it is, hell, 100 pounds, but they don't know how to maintain that new weight loss because they sprinted to the finish line. So here's where I'm saying, if we learn how to do maintenance, maintenance will allow us to start to love the process, right? And also truly understand our unique journey so that we can adjust our nutrition, our workouts to fit our life so that our relationship with food no longer becomes this like label. Ah, it's a good food. It's a bad food. That's bad for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not being bad when I go out to a restaurant. I'm not being bad if I have a some chips and salsa with my girlfriends and an extra margarita. Like I'm taking away the vilification of food. I'm taking the vilification away from my behavior that, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, driving 
driving home and beating the shit out of myself because, you know, I didn't do something or overdid something or, you know, I didn't do the workout, whatever it is that you might be going 50 rounds in your head. And, you know, many of you know that I'm a huge fan of cycling because as someone who, you know, as a former competitor, I knew that I could not diet and work out the way I did when I was getting ready for a show. And, you know, right now, um, uh, as I'm recording this show, you know, many people are, are doing dry January. And I used to not drink for six months because I didn't have a good relationship with alcohol at the time. And the thought of having one drink, two drinks, just did not sit with me. Like it just, I couldn't understand that, right? And so I get that. So, so many of you are like, like, dude, how do you just like have maintenance? Like what, how are you not always like following some protocol? Because it's the protocol that's keeping you stuck. And that took me a long time to realize that, you know, when I was competing, I, it was like very like black and white. Like it was a light switch, like January 1st, my light switch went on and I was in season. And at the end of June, when my season closed, the light switch went off and I lost my damn mind. And it took me years to stop losing my damn mind. So I want you to start to think about how do I stop losing my damn mind? Maybe you don't have a six month on and a six month off period. You know, I like I said, I, I like to talk, think about things in season. And so the best way I can really kind of bring this home is we have like, uh, so the NBA, right? Everyone knows National, uh, National Basketball Association. Their season is about six months long. So for six months, they're doing some training because, you know, they're playing two, three games a week and they're, you know, keeping up their conditioning, but they're not going as hardcore as they would off season. So I want us to start thinking about, you know, what does our season look like? And actually, you know, I'm doing a little bit of experiment on myself uh, before I unleash it on the world is that I'm doing a 24 week experiment with myself where the first 16 weeks of it is me being in maintenance. And we'll talk deeper about what maintenance really means me being in maintenance. And then the last 12 weeks, I go into a fat loss phase so that I'm really phasing through my nutrition, cycling through my nutrition so that it's no longer these like 12 week diets. And then I like lose my shit for 12 weeks and then go back on said diet and wonder, you know, why am I, you know, in this yo-yo? So if you're tired of that, I got you that. So before you jump into the cycle, we got to, before we go jump into that cycle, we have to learn how to master eating. And many of us have not learned how to master eating. We've learned how to fear foods. We've learned how to vilify foods. We have learned how to diet, but we have never learned how to have maintenance, right? So that's mastering eating. And I know rolling your eyes right now, but I feel that dieting is truly holding you back because you are stuck in the roller coaster of overindulging and then trying to make up for it by under eating, over exercising, right? So raise your hand if you feel like you've tried a zillion different diets and nothing. You haven't been able to maintain the weight loss. You haven't been able to keep going. You have just been like holding on and going back to something that didn't work, especially when you hit 40, your body was like, girlfriend, we don't know exactly what you doing. We ain't going to give it to you no more because that's how I felt with my body. But I had never learned how to have true maintenance. And so I kept chasing harder, chasing more, chasing, chasing, chasing. And eventually 
I had to address my demon. I had to understand how food worked for me. It was no longer about being keto, being vegan, macros. It was understanding how food worked for me. How did just a baseline of food work so that I didn't always feel like, oh, that was too much or oh, 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 oh. So I had to give myself patience and grace. And that is the hardest thing I, I will ask of you. The hardest thing I'll ask of you is that, can you have that patience? Can you have that grace? Because most of you, oh, girl, you can't have that. You know, most of you guys can't have that. Most of you in your minds will be like, woo, woo. I, that is just, you are asking too much. So here's where I want you to think about it, right? We're missing out on the goodness of maintenance because we're chasing, you know, we're chasing so hard. Like we're chasing, like our lives depend on it. So as you know, I've, I've said progress isn't this, like, you know, you start dieting and like, you know, every, you know, I'm going to lose a pound one to two days. Uh, I'm going to lose a pound every, one to two pounds every single week. Right. Everyone can recite, recite that mantra to me. And because you've been dieting for God knows how long, that's not going to happen for you. Sorry, not sorry. I just, here's real talk. Like from this point forward, ah, who am I kidding? It's always real talk with me. Real talk here is that you aren't, that's not going to happen for you. I'm sorry. So what if, you know, we see this like jaggered line of progress of like, I'm, you know, going to be dieting and then there's going to be a plateau. Yes, absolutely. There's going to be a plateau. Then I'm going to diet again. There's going to be a plateau, diet, plateau. So what if we started to really start to look at our schedules and the scheduling, you may have been heard this called reverse dieting, um, uh, diet breaks. I'm trying to think of other words I might've heard it, but the two biggest things that you might've heard is um, diet breaks, reverse dieting and maintenance are probably the three things you've heard. So what if we scheduled in these diet breaks, you know, going back to what I said, the NBA season, right? The NBA is like our season, the season roughly starts in like October and goes roughly till like April or May, right? So what if I knew that was my season? And so I knew, okay, for the other six months, that's when I'm going to really focus in on, you know, being consistent with my food, being consistent with my workouts so that in my off, um, when I'm in season, I, I'm not, I'm working, there's still consistency, but it's not going to be as hard, right? I'm not going to be as stringent with my nutrition and my workouts but I'm not going to be like, screw it either. All right. So it's, it's so, so it's imagine like that jagged line. So it's like you push hard for a few months that, you know, you might be adding muscle, you might be shedding fat, you know, depending on where we are in the phase. And then you, and then, you know, this, and then you come back and you're like, okay, I'm just going to maintain what I have. And then I push again and then I, I pull it back. Right. So this approach it's more about, I feel for you, mental stamina. So many of you lose your steam as you go forward because it minimizes like, you know, going on vacations, birthdays. You know, I have uh, a lot of clients who are teachers. So, you know, from September through June, you know, you're very structured and regimented, but, you know, June, July, and August, um, 
you're like, come on, like cut me a break. You know, I want, you know, I want to be able to go on vacation with my family and not be the only person not having ice cream or not be the only person indulging in whatever it is that you want to indulge in on vacation, but learning how to sprinkle in these indulgence periods without it feeling like, oh my God, I must make up for everything I just did, right? And like, 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 let's just take that out. So it would be like, wow, like think about that mental load. Like, like you could just put that like diet hat on the shelf and it just gives you that break from that nagging guilt. And picture this, right? Keeping your body weight stable for like a month or two. And you're it's it, and it feels effortless. Like you're not not like always like, oh my God, how much ounces of protein is this? Like, is this a carb? Is this a fat? Like there's no one of this like questioning up in your brain because it's not about losing and it's not about giving up, but it's a finding what is sustainable for and enjoyable for you. And on the flip side, when we turn on the, you know, the either the 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 cutting phase, if you will, the dieting phase. It's a, it's a gradual decrease versus the light switch approach where it's like, I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, I'm off. There's like, you know, uh, I think it, I like to think of it more like a thermometer, right? You know, you you, you, you keep your, your house at a certain uh, temperature and, you know, sometimes we turn it up, we turn it up a few degrees and sometimes we turn it down a few degrees. And that's what what maintenance should feel like for you, right? That it's like sometimes you got to dial it in a touch, and sometimes you got to you know d- dial it up a touch, and and sometimes we're right in that sweet spot, and whatever that sweet spot is for you, it's like an, a sustainable and enjoyable way to work out. And in the long run, it's way more beneficial for you psychologically, right? It's like you know the the, the the load of always thinking, what am I doing? You know, or if you're scrolling through the interwebs and you see, oh, Cheryl just lost 400 pounds doing some type of declox to cleanse juice. And then you, you go to a party and someone over there, she was like vegan, raw, whatever, right? You're all like, oh, I must do that. I must do that. Versus how do you stay the course? And that's our hardest part. Like we see shiny objects to our right, to our left, like, hey, this would be good for you. But it's like, do you know how just to stay the course versus constantly like, you know, changing lanes? And, you know, I want you to think about changing lanes. So I don't know. I think Boston people have like crappy drivers, but you could say I live in Kalamazoo and we got crappy drivers too. But in Boston, one of the big things I see is like we have a lot of traffic and the big things I always see are people zipping in and out of the lane. So, you know, they'll ride your butt and then zip over to another lane, ride that person's butt, zip over to another lane, ride that person's butt, zip over to another lane. And mentally they think that they're getting to wherever their destination is faster. But studies show that you're not. Studies show that just pick a lane and they you will probably get there within the same amount of time or within probably like five minutes. Like some, you know, negligible amount of time for all the like mental thoughts that you've put into, you know, changing lanes 500 times versus just staying in, you know, one lane and staying at a constant um constant speed. So 
as I, as I say this, you're right. You know, this is like this, I I'm working to take that mental load off. And so many of you don't even really think about the mental load that food and exercise play in your life. And this phase does require, you know, a little precision because we're trying to figure out what maintenance looks like for you. And it looks different for every single body, every single person. So again, it is tracking what you're eating so that I know is what I'm doing working for me right now. Like not working, but more like, where am I, right? This is just like assess assessment. Like, where are you? Because immediately, you know, I always feel like whenever someone comes to work with a uh, coach, they're like, fix me, right? I am not Maytag. My, I can't fix you. I can work with you. I can support you. I can ha- hold you accountable, but I can't fix you. No coach can. So if some coach says they can fix you, I want to meet them because they are just trying to take your money. So what I can do is say, help me out. Where are you? Because this is where I, most of the women who come to me, they are either chronic under eaters or they overeat healthy food. Those are the two people that, and most of people are very educated in nutrition, but they've been eating in a way for so long that they just have lost sight of, does this work for me? And that's not in a bad way. It's like, I know I've done the same thing and I've done a deep dive um, this year with uh, a nutritionist because I lost sight of, is my diet working for me or is it just, I'm comfortable. I was comfortable. I was really comfortable eating what I was doing because I just did it. It was like, it was automatic. It was a habit and you know how big I am on habits. So what I'm asking for many of you is to to face your fear and do it anyway, right? You know, you might say to yourself, you know, I haven't earned the right to be in maintenance. Well, and I'm going to tell you, you have, if you can't remember a time that you were not feeling what I talked about earlier in the podcast, you've earned the right for maintenance when you can't tell me the last time you didn't think about if a food was working for you or working against you. You can't, you earn the right for maintenance if you have fallen into that fuck it spiral. You've earned the right. And honestly, you don't need to earn the right. Like you have to ask yourself, am I sick of always struggling with my food, always thinking about my food, always thinking, is this good? Is this bad? Is, is, is no, then you've definitely earned the right because maintenance is where maintenance is where you learn how to hit your ultimate goal because you've been in that, that like desperate dieter zone of like dieting, overeating guilt for far too long. So let me tell you, maintenance can you, you decide what maintenance looks like for you, right? So it's like we could you have two, you know, a multitude of options, but maintenance could look like you're going on a vacation for a couple of weeks so that you're just going to go on a, like a diet break, right? You're just going to do a little like diet reset, go on vacation, not lose your ever loving mind, but up your calories a little bit. And the way I know I can up my calories a little bit is when I know what what it takes for me to maintain the weight that I want. Right. And then I come back and I just go back to go, go back to maintenance. Right. I go back. Like I had a little surplus and then I come back. I have a little surplus and then I come back, you know, versus I go lose my ever loving mind and then I find a diet and I go low, low, low. And then I get back and I come back. Like, no, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I was sick of the highs and lows. Like, it, like I was getting whiplash from my highs and lows. So 
Maintenance could be a quick vacation, you know, week, two weeks. It could also be lo- like, a, like a longer term. It could be like 60 to 90 days and where you are like, you know what? I can't remember the last time I didn't worry about my food. And this 60 to 90 days could be what you need to say, what does maintenance look like for me? And if you are like someone who's like, oh, I'm going to step on the scale. Fine. That's totally fine. However, no, it's going to go up. Right. And that's okay. The weight, like we're, right now, we are just chasing what is a level of food that makes me feel good, that doesn't, that makes me feel satisfied and doesn't make me feel stuffed. Because we're going to learn that at our maintenance phase and we're going to learn that in our fat loss phase. Right. So that's right here is it, it's just learning. And, you know, what do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose, but I'll tell you what you gain mental sanity. You'll gain your mental sanity and you'll get that nice mental break. You know, how many of you need that mental break? How many just feel like I'm just so sick of thinking about my damn food all the time, right? This maintenance gives you that mental break, gives you that reset so that you're not obsessing over every single bite that you put in your mouth, right? So how, like, so, so the, the, so, um, Right now in my Fit Girl Matter Society, we are doing a maintenance program. And right now we're starting with, we're starting with all the little baby pieces of just being like, how much protein are we eating? That's where we're starting. We're starting there. We're not, you know, I know many of you want me to give you the book and be like, give me the book and I'll read the book. But let me tell you, if I gave you the book, some of you might read it cover to cover and then be like, I got to do it all. I must do it all. And then others of you maybe might read the first chapter, maybe glance through it all, and then, you know, you don't implement. Implementation is where you get results. It's like, I could, you can listen to this podcast all, all 200 episodes, you can binge it. Um, But then I'm like, have you implemented? And it's the implementation piece is that what keeps so many of you stuck. Implement, 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 implement. That is where you keep get stuck. And so here's where you kind of say to yourself, am I willing to commit? You know, I, um, in the maintenance phase, I like to think of this as there's a period of time where I'm eating more and I'm exercising more. And that's, that could be a way how I get myself out of maintenance. And then there's a period of time where I'm eating less and I'm exercising less, right? So it's like, um, if I think about a, it is as, as as linear, right? If I think about this linear, so like maintenance is in the middle. So if, if I have a scale of one to 10, maintenance is five to seven, right? That's where I am. I'm right in the middle. I'm attaining what I got, five to seven, five to seven. And now maybe I'm like, you know what? Maybe I want to put on a little more muscle. So that means I have to eat a little bit more. I got I to gotta feed, you know, I got to feed the beast. So I, I move myself up like from five to seven, I move myself up to an eight to nine. And then I'm there for, you know, six 12, 20 weeks, and then I come back to maintenance. I, uh, I'm i going on vacation. I want to like not think about food. So then I, you know, go on vacation. So like, I want to, you know, go into a fat loss phase. So I, I, I pull back it, pull back my food. I pull back my exercise and I'm at a three or a four, right? So it's like having the fluidity to work through my nutrition. But in order to get the fluidity, in order to heal my body, to heal my mind, 
I need to learn what five to seven looks like for me. Like what five to seven. And even if you are not at your goal, like even if you're not at your goal, what does five to seven look like for me? Because being in that five to seven zone, that shows me some of my my glaring uh, opportunities for change, right? So I have clients who they have sweet tooths. Maybe you do too. So how do we manage that sweet tooth so that we're not always, you know, pushing ourselves overboard? How do you manage your under eating? You know, I have a woman who like lives off pretzels, you know, she's like literally like breakfast, pretzels, and then dinner. How do you make that work? You know, how do we kind of expand her food so that she can get to that maintenance phase and start to see that? And I want you to notice that everything I talked about, there wasn't a hack. There was no early morning lemon water. There was no apple cider vinegar. I didn't talk about intermittent fasting. I didn't talk about paleo. I talked about how do we have knife and fork meals that keep us feeling satisfied and satiated. Now there's there's nothing wrong with that, but if I keep relying on hacks, the hack only works until like I I I stop wanting to do it. Right? It I have to learn how to eat. I have to learn how to fuel my body so that it finally wants to let go of the weight. Right? That's where you have to start to think to yourself, you know, it's you cannot run the fork. Bottom line. I cannot run the fork. If I I can't overexercise it, I I can't undereat it. If I have been in a place where I haven't liked the way I looked and I keep doing the same shit over and over again, I have to come with a new approach. I can't go back to approach I did five or 10 years ago because guess what? You are not the same person five or 10 years ago. I want you to like look back at your life and say, am I the same person five or 10 years ago? Because I know I'm not. You know, five or 10 years ago, I was teaching a shit ton more classes. I was not sleeping. I had far more in-person clients and online clients all going at the same time. I was juggling 400 balls in the air and I finally had to like check, check myself before I wrecked myself. My stress levels were through the roof, sleep, what the hell was that? And food, I just, you know, pretty much stuffed shit in my mouth because I was just over busy. And so I can't go back to that, that diet. I need to go to a diet now of where am I? And literally for the last, God, it's been about six weeks here. I've just been maintaining, right? Just maintaining the weight that I'm at right now and just finding a way to stabilize the weight that I'm at right now, stabilize my body composition and just be consistent with my workouts, be consistent with my sleep so that I know what maintenance looks like for me. So now in another probably like 10 weeks, I'm going to start my first cut phase. But it's been a long time since I've done a cut phase that wasn't to get re ready for a show. So it's going to be a, a, a slow fat loss phase for me. And then it's only going to be for about yeah, eight to 12 weeks. And then I'm going to go back to maintenance and I'm going to to do that for the next two years. And so for many of you, I just lost you because you want it to be done. You don't, you don't want to do a two week maintenance and a two week this and a two week that. I know my body works like a glacier. I beat it into submission for decades. And now I have to treat it like it is. I have to be more judicious 
I can't just turn the light switch on and off. I got to treat it like a thermometer and I have to just slowly turn the dial, totally turn the dial when I want to turn it up and slowly turn the dial when I want to crank it down. And so here's what I want you to, to think about, right? So many of you, I'm, I'm hoping that I, I I perked up a few ears. That, that's my goal. My, my goal is that I'm hoping that I perked up a few ears so that you, you've asked yourself, right? How many diets can you go on? Right? How many times can you just go back, rinse and repeat a diet that one, did it give you the results that you want? Two, is that something that you could see yourself doing forever? Or are you just doing it because you don't know any other way? I got you, right? I didn't know any other way and I had to break out of my I had to break out of my mold. Are you afraid that you didn't, you know, you haven't been successful in diets in the past, so you haven't earned the right to figure out what maintenance looks like for you? Are you someone who's like, oh my God, I, I just what give me a number, Kim. Just give me the number. Right. Well, I would love to give you that number, but if you haven't sat down for at least 30 days and been consistent with what you're doing, right? If you've been the binge fiend, restrict fiend, binge fiend, restrict fiend, we have to get you to a point where we're no longer doing the binge restrict, binge restrict. If you are someone who just is like fears food, like has this like good food, bad food list in your mind, we need to start working on those pieces for you as well. So it's maintenance is a little bit more challenging, I feel, than dieting. Because dieting, someone's like, do this, Sarah, and you're going to be fabulous. Where for many people, it's like, can we come up with great food choices that we absolutely love? Can we come up with portion size that doesn't make us feel hungry, doesn't kick off our cravings or sizes that make us, you know, foods that make us want to binge? Can we come up with, you know, our a set of non-negotiables? And that's both good and bad, you know. Non-negotiable is like, you know, I'm going to do certain amount of workouts a week, you know, eat a certain way, a certain way every week. Um, it could also be, you know, one of my non-negotiables when I was um, still one of my non-negotiables now is that I'm always going to have coffee with cream and sugar in it. Fight me for that. I will fight you. That is something I will always have. It brings me joy. Right. So, you know, I have another client. She needs to have like those little lint chocolates. That brings her joy. She will fight me on that. Great. Let's figure out how we can, we can get you to maintenance. And then we could talk about the fat loss phase. And I know that's not sexy. I know that's, you know, probably not what you want to hear today's call. You wanted your to get your, your pen out and write like, I need to have X number of calories three days a week and this amount of calories 40 weeks. But that's just, we, we're going to get there. But first we have to understand what's going on with you right now. And then we can get to that point. And many of you, you don't want to go slow. And I get that, you know, you might've kissed a lot of frogs, but I know that I didn't want to diet anymore. And so in order for me not to diet anymore, I had to learn maintenance and maintenance took 10 weeks to figure it out. And now I'm like, let's maintain this for another 10 weeks. And then we could talk about the cut fees and then a shortcut. And then I'm going to go right back to maintenance friends, right? So that it is going to be a slower creep a slower slog, but it's going to be a sustainable slog. I'm no longer in my mind thinking, oh, I just got invited out to dinner. What am I going to eat? I'm going to Google the restaurant. I'm going to figure it out. But no, I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to overthink everything, you know, spend 20 hours in my brain beating myself up because I got invited to a lunch and I had an extra glass of wine. 
I no longer have to be like, I have to go on the wagon for six months. No, because I started to like be like, I don't want to live my life like this. So if you don't want to live your life like that, let's talk about maintenance. So I think I've drawn on enough in your ear about the power of maintenance. So friends, if you are ready to embrace the world's maintenance, let's talk. You know, it's it's not about giving in, right? It is about giving yourself permission to enjoy your journey. And so thank you so much for tuning into the Fit Girl Magic podcast. If there is anybody that needs to hear this, make sure you share this out with them. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get the podcast right in your ear every single Thursday morning. All right, magic makers, enjoy the rest of your week and stay fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.